Last week, Sasha Banks beat me stupid with a chair. And all everybody wants to know is why. Why do I keep calling people out? Why have I been daring the entire locker room to come after me? Now, I'll be interested to know what Sasha's answers are with Jerry Lawler later, but I'll give you my simple answer. Because I want the best, most aggressive version of everyone coming after this. I want to fight the best. I want to fight everyone at their most interesting. I want to fight everyone at their peak. And that is what Sasha Banks is at the moment. And she can thank the man for that. So four, four months ago, Sasha Banks ran away crying from WWE, her career cold as ice. Now cut to last week, and she's hotter than ever. So, so why is that? What did Sasha Banks do suddenly on her four-month whinging vacation that suddenly made her so hot? Nothing. She did absolutely nothing. But I did. And it only took me a couple of press interviews to do what Sasha Banks couldn't. Make her the top dog in 2019. Because Sasha Banks is the greatest woman on the roster to never be great. So now, Sasha, I know that you're listening to this, so I want to say this to, to you directly. Now, you can swing your chair and you can wear your dollar store glasses all you like. But the fact is, I put more work into getting you into WWE than you did. So why is that, Sasha? Why did it take me to unleash the real you? Because the greats don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out. They crave it. They dare the entire locker room to come after them. Just like I'm going to seek you out. I told you last week, this is a cat and mouse game. And when I do get you, I'm going to give you something to go run home and cry about. Email. 
sent this bitch a picture of my dick. I don't know what it is with females, but I'm not too good at that shit. See, I could have me a good girl and still be addicted to them hoodwacks. And I just blame everything on you. At least you know that's what I'm good at. And I always find, yeah, I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them that I know. Let's have a toast for the jerkos. Gotta never take work off. Baby, I got a plan. Run away fast as you can. Run away as fast as you can 24-7, 365 Pussy stays on my mind I, 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 I did it Alright, alright, I admit it Now pick your next move You can leave or live with it It could buy frame with that motherfucking top off Split and go where? Back to wearing knockoffs high Knock it off, Neiman, shop it off Let's talk over my ties, waitress, top it off Hoes like coaches wanna fly in your Freddy loafers You can't blame her name, never seen Versace sofas Every bag, every blouse, every bracelet Comes with a price tag, baby, face it You should leave if you can't accept the basics Plenty holes in a baller nigga matrix Invisibly set, the Rolex is faceless I'm just young, rich, and tasteless P. Never was much of a romantic I could never take the intimacy And I know it did damage Cause the look in your eyes is killing me I guess you knew an advantage Cause you could blame me for everything And I don't know how I'ma manage If one day you just up and leave And I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong You've been putting up with my shit just way too long I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most So I think it's time for us to have a toast Let's have a toast for the douchebags Let's have a toast for the assholes Let's have a toast for the scumbags Every one of them that I know Let's have a toast for the jerk-offs Gotta never take work off Baby, I got a plan Run away fast as you
to episode 169 of the Hoots Podcast, streaming live on all your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, please tell a friend about the show. Leave us a four or five star rating to uh, help expand the reach of the show. And more importantly, if you get something positive from our show this week, We've done our job right. Welcome to the program, everybody. My name is Joshi. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hoops Podcast and on Instagram at JoshiLopez94. I am alongside the Clown Prince of Podcasting, Adam Daly. What's up, brother? Josh, what's going on? Uh, I am in the middle of a fantasy football draft <laughs> as we speak, uh, so I will not be too distracted. Is for some reason I'm in a league where we're defending a bunch of defensive players too, and apparently that's happening now. So um, when you hear the buzzer go off, you know I'm on the clock like Mel Kiper. So <laughs> whatever you do, don't be like Todd McShay. Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to this week uh, for for wrestling. There's always some big news dropping every time before we do a show, right? So. <laughs> um, We'll get into all the stuff going on with WWE. I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up uh, next weekend with the uh, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff and All Out. And uh, also, New Japan has a show in the UK that they're doing their own special in the UK the same day as uh, TakeOver Cardiff. So a lot of wrestling to talk about. Um, really quick, I wanted to um, let you guys know that I – I re-upped my domain for my website, so I paid 20 bucks to keep the Pro Wrestling Transcriptions uh, um, user handle, whatever you call it, <laughs> the website uh, name. So um, it's still the same domain. Uh, I I kind of changed my plans when it came to WordPress. Like, I didn't feel like paying 300 bucks for all the extra features and this and that. And um, so the site hasn't changed. Nothing's changing with the, the website. It's still com. I just paid 20 bucks to keep my domain for the rest of the year. So it, it wasn't that bad of a price anyway. So I'm, I'm okay with it. So if you guys still want to see any of my uh, play-by-play articles, just check out com. All right, brother. Uh, before we get into wrestling, I wanted to mention this really quick. Um Yo, TMZ, man, I need you to stop hitting me up with notifications about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hensford uh, getting the divorce. I I don't care. <laughs> I, I never paid one lick of attention when they were together, whenever they started dating. I don't care. I really don't. I was at the grocery store the other day, and when I was checking out, I seen she left him for a chick. Now, I don't know if that's believable or not. I don't know what tabloid that is. Please don't take that for whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah. I just wanted to put two cents in there real quick, but right. we're going to play Mean Girls for a second. I need coffee to drink out of, actually. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have matching coffee mugs, man, with little championship belts around them? I don't know. Oh, I'm on the clock. Looks like oh. Ben Watson, New England Patriots tight end. I got you. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, know, I know Derek has a director of operations mug uh, since we're talking about coffee. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Um, so there's so much to get into this week, wrestling-wise. Um, I want to talk a little about some stuff out of the ring. Uh, I talked about this with Adam before we came out of air today, that uh, WWE starting their own podcasting network. Uh, they haven't given out official data or whatever, but um, it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, you can check it out on their Twitter page, uh, uh, more of the details of what's going on with that network. But 
I think it's a cool endeavor. I know they tried to do some podcasts uh, thing a couple years ago with Renee Young hosting it. It was kind of something to promote WrestleMania 30, I think it was. Uh, so um, we'll see where it goes with it. If, if you need anybody to do editing or producing for the podcast, I can help out and just throw my, head, throw my hands out there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think this is pretty cool news. What do you think about it? Oh yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I guess my and not that it really cares, but um, not, or not that I really care, but I, I think there's going to probably be questions on how scripted and how real it is, you know. But I, I, I actually think Josh, if that is a discussion out there, um, after you told me, I was kind of thinking about it a little bit, which is also a scary thought. Uh, but I, you know what? I don't. I think with what we saw on some of the shows on the network and um, some of the other podcasts they promoted, and, and when they're when they're superstars, men and women alike, go on other people's podcasts, they are very honest. They're they're very they you know, they tear that fourth wall down. And I know in a way they're kinda, you know, uh, is K Fabe real or dead or are the lines more blurred now than ever? Like, you know, we'll we'll never really know the true answer to that. And I think that um whether people want to buy into it now or not, I think it's a good idea because we love wrestling when the lines are blurred, right? We don't like it when it's overly predictable, uh, and we don't like it when they lay on the kayfabe way too thick. We love when the lines are blurred as wrestling as, as wrestling diehards, and ultimately, I think that's where we all probably fall in one way or another. Whether it's in the ring, outside the ring stuff, stories that we hear, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think this is another way that they could really lay on um, that blurred line feeling. Uh, and really kind of uh, gain followers in because I, or gain some people back because, you know, if people are bored with the product, you know, said product on TV, we can't deny that everybody's still looking for information about said product, right? And the one thing that we all love is hearing stories when they break the walls down and they kind of just like they're, it's visceral, it's in the moment, it's two people talking, three people talking, however, the, you know, the show's going to be set up. Um, I'm sure they'll have like guests on, you know, different shows and, you know, however it works down. Um, don't forget, I, I mean, you know, we're always available. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but no, man, I think it's a good, I mean, I really think it's, it's a good idea. Um, at first I'll admit, I kind of questioned it like, man, I don't know. It's, it's, is it going to be overly scripted? Is it going to be this? But the more I thought about it, uh, I, I really like the idea and the potential of what it could be, you know? With being in the digital content era that we're in right now, you have a lot of performers that maybe they're not on the show, but they still use Instagram and Twitter to get their name out there. Like, how many times have you seen the Mustafa Ali promo for Twitter pop up on SmackDown or something? Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Uh, we do podcasts at my job just to add an extra layer of like, look at what we yeah. do. Just, just getting people, just trying to get people to you know buy in, network that different kinds of things. It you would be surprised how much it matters. And and, and you know, Josh, not and, and let me send this back to you. Mm-hmm. When you look at how there's so many podcasts out there anyway, you know, there's a million of them. Again, thank you guys for tuning in to us because there's so many that are probably better than us. But in a way, why is why hasn't WWE kind of capitalized on that a little bit, right? That's like one era, that's one component they never could really get. They tried with um, all the old WWE.com stuff or WWE, you know, whatever it was back then, and all the was it Live Wire? Was that the show? Is it called Live Wire? 
Live wire, bite this. Yeah, bite this was one too. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. So, I mean, they tried, but they can never really get it. We talked about how they tried to do uh, the New Japan or AEW style, like post event conferences that kind of felt more like a sports event, but yeah. still blurred the lines, as you know, and they really couldn't find the groove that way. This could be their opportunity because if you look at all the podcasts they've put on the network, whether it was Steve Austin's, whether it was Bruce Pritchard, um, whether it was uh, 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 the, the show with Graves and Rosenberg and JBL. Um, uh, what was that called? Bring it to the table. Yeah. Jericho's, you know, there's, there's all of their podcasts and those style of shows were always successes. Yeah. You know, the talking smack was a success because it felt like a video cast that we would, that, you know, idiots like me and you would do after, after a show. Um, so, you know, you know, honestly, I mean, I, I do, I really do think that if, when, if this, if they can really sink their teeth in and, and, and do it right, uh, this is the one area they've never really been able to kind of actually for some reason to, to, to get. And I think with the right people with the, and, and they'll find all that. I mean, I have no doubt, you know, in, in my mind about that. I do think it's an, it's a nice extra layer that uh, for them to not only bring in the talent that they have there, but expand a lot of the, the, the person, the uh, just talking personalities that they have right now, you know, just the, the voice boxes that they have, you know, gives them a little bit of extra exposure. Um, it's all positives in my mind though. I think it's good for the wrestling podcasting genre in general because I think 90% of the shows mostly talk about booking and just reviewing the shows every single week where you can have a break in between have conversations like the ones we have. Right. But you have wrestlers talking to other people about their lives and struggles they went through, like something like that. I, I know how popular Bruce Pritchard's show is and Eric Bischoff, but even then, it's a lot of having back and forth dialogue about booking decisions they made or what Dave Meltzer or Wade Keller said about their decisions back then. And then it allows Bruce and Eric to explain the actual side of the story. Mm-hmm. I know there's a big market for that. Those podcasts are very, very, very successful. Absolutely. But Let's look back to where it started with Cole Cabana and his podcast, where he wasn't he wasn't reviewing shows. He brought out the stories of these performers in the independent scene before they got signed to the WWE and all these different companies. So, again, we don't have any information on what style a podcast is going to be, right. but. You know, with things like uh, Bite This and Livewire, that didn't work because you would have somebody like Josh Matthews being playing the straight guy and just, like, not having – it never felt like a conversation. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, here's a couple callers, and then we'll have the WWE-style way of transitioning from one segment to the next, you know? You know, and I think to add to your point, I – I've always really found myself engulfed in podcasts where, you know, I might know who it is and obviously I'm listening to it because I do know who it is and they're, or they're talking about something that I'm interested in and that they, they, they hook you and don't talk about anything that you like this, this celebrity athlete, whomever for, right? Um, I talked about, uh, Maynard James Keenan's podcast, uh, with Joe Rogan a couple weeks ago where I love that they didn't really talk about tool. Right. I loved it. I, um, I, I just, I love, uh, I think Maynard's such an intelligent guy. I love just hearing what, what he has to say. Um, I love when, you know, Mark Marin really knows how to like to, to talk to people and bring that person out. Um, he does a fantastic job and, and I'm just, you know, bringing up two of them, like, you know, busted open radio is, you know, I, I 
watch some of their video shows on YouTube. They do a great, and, and again, it's, it's, I love when they talk about this stuff. Jericho's fantastic with it. That's why I just don't need to name him because he's always like kind of above everybody else and, you know, everyone else is beneath him. Um, or is that just me? I don't know. Um, yeah. But that's just in, in my books, that's how it goes. Jericho, then everybody else. But, um, and I think that's in life. I, I prayed it. I prayed it a gospel of Jericho, but, um, <laughs> but no, but you know what though, but that's the, the point of me saying that though, is that, you know, Jericho, especially they know how to bring out other conversations because we can listen to these men and women talk about wrestling till they're blue in the face till you know, but it, it, at a certain point it becomes ad nauseum. I enjoy these men and women for the athletes, for the entertainers, for the celebrities, for everything that for the storytellers that they are. And yeah. now I want to know what makes them tick. I like to know. Um, I love knowing that me and Rollins got a lot in common when it comes to certain things. I love knowing that like me and like, there's certain people that I can point out where it's like, holy, you know, that, that kind of reminds me a little bit the way I do this kind of stuff, or I connect with this person on that. That's what life's about is just like finding them connections to be like, oh, okay, you know, it's it, not, not only is it not just me, you know, and I'm just not a goon, but it's yeah. great hearing intelligent yeah. people discuss. Um, just what they're passionate about, you know? And so I, that's what I've always found, especially when you, when it's, um, you know, and I always say this, I have so much respect now for Ryback, you know, because of, I just started listening to him talk on Chris Van Vliet's show. And so I started listening to a couple other interviews with him and listen, I don't give, I don't all wrestling aside. I love listening to him talk about business, talk about life, talk about motivation. And I make no qualms. Listen, shoot all your Instagram or, or, or whatever Twitter arrows. I don't check any of my sites anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> you're basically shooting at a wall at this point, but that's, but that's, I never would have became a, like, you know what? I was wrong about Ryback. If I would not have taken the time to listen to Ryback, speak about life, speak about business, speak about, about what it takes to succeed. Um, and this is all things like, you know, I'm a big Gary V guy, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, if anybody knows who, who, who's he is, you know, um, another guy that I just, you know, I love hearing a lot of times, not about what his businesses are doing, but why he does what he does. And you find out why, what makes people tick, Josh. And, and I think that's ultimately, we all want to succeed in our own way, which is what the American dream is or what the dream is worldwide. I think the important thing is, is this succeeding our, in our own way by learning from other people's experience. And that's what I love. So I don't always want it to be wrestling based. I love hearing like, okay, so this guest is going to be on today. Like Woods, I want to hear Woods talk about video games all day long. Give me Creed and give me him talking about video games till till the sun goes down. I don't care. <laughs> I've I've always said this like um the always for me always like the best podcasters like you feel like I'm sitting next to you and we're having a conversation about something, right? Yes. And I think that's always been the goal for our show. And I humbly I'm saying I'm glad that we kind of evolved from where we started doing shows like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because this was such a deep conversation, I missed my pick. It auto-picked. And I drafted a kicker. And I never dropped a kicker until the final round. So Dan Bailey from the Dallas Cowboys is now my kicker. And I'm certainly cutting him the first week. But sorry. I just had to get a quick rant in there. We, we could use some kickers. conversation was too good. It was too deep. It was too It was too visceral. I like it. Hey, anybody Anybody have any good kickers out there? We could use some. So um, <laughs> send some our way. Jeez. Um. All right. Go, to, to put a ribbon and a bow on this podcasting stuff. Um, I list last night. I listened to. I, I was surprised Sean Mooney of all people has a podcast now too. Uh, but Sean Everybody has a podcast. Sean Mooney still does a lot of media work, even though it's not wrestling related as much these days. But I, I always, always like Sean Mooney. <laughs> uh, Sean Mooney um, interviewed Corey Graves on his podcast this week. 
And what, what's what? really, really good. Uh, it was a really good story in this hearing, uh, the different ways Graves went about approaching commentary. And it kind of gives you an insight where maybe some of the perceptions you have about how WWE commentary is produced, it's not really the case all the time. Right. Uh, it, it was a really good conversation. So check out uh, Prime Time with Sean Moody. That's a podcast. You can check it out with Corey Graves. It was a really, very, very good conversation. Well, thank you for that tidbit because I will be listening with no pants on. No. <laughs> I'm watching too much Crank Anchors. Mm-hmm. Say yes, yes. <laughs> you say yes, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on real quick. So next Saturday, there's three shows, three big pay-per-views going on. Um, maybe I'll put one to the side for the, the, the following day that I could transcribe that day. I don't know if I'm going to cover three pay-per-views in the same day. I could if I want to, but also I need to understand that I need to have some time to myself too at, at the same time. Um, so... In the beginning, it's Royal Quest for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I kind of talked about it, a little bit about that last week. But today, uh, for this week's show, I wanted to talk about uh, TakeOver Cardiff and um, All Out. So um, NXT UK, I've been pumping it up. Obviously, I transcribe uh, NXT UK every single week. And um, there's been a lot of times where I enjoyed the NXT UK brand more than the regular NXT show. Uh, but I think in a good way, NXT is going to be able to have some more layers to the show. Now there it's going to be a two hour show. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but um, NXT UK is having their biggest show of the year. Uh, the same day it's all out. So I don't know how many takeovers the UK brand is going to have for a year. They only had one last year. So, this is literally the NXT UK brand's WrestleMania. So uh, they've, they've been having some, a lot of good feuds. Uh, Tony Storm's fighting Kaylee Ray for the NXT UK Women's Championship. I like that match. Uh, Walter uh, is fighting Tyler Bate for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Walter looking like Private Power from Full Metal Jacket. I love Walter, though. Please don't get that twisted. So. <laughs> Don't change the fact that he does. He, despite that, though, he has one of the best, <laughs> <laughs> he, he has one of the best uh, theme songs in all of wrestling right now. Walter looks like my great-grandfather's gym teacher, right? He, he like, looks like a gym teacher from, like, the late 40s, early 50s. Like, come on, guys, quit screwing around. <laughs> Giant head, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. For those who like high flying and technical wrestling, you, you're going to have um, Travis Banks against Noam Dar. That should be a good one. And then the other two matches, uh, Dave Massive and Joe Coffey, they've been having like this big hoss rivalry for the last few months. They're going to have a last man standing match uh, at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And just like any TakeOver, there's always five matches, right? So the tag team match is a triple threat. So you have. The Grizzled Young Veterans, who I think are one of the best tag teams in WWE, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake. Nobody in that brand gets more heat than Zach Gibson. I love UK fans. I think UK has the best wrestling fans in the entire world. Uh, Even though these shows are taped in advance, Adam, every time they put it on the network, the crowds always find a way to make it more enjoyable. I just love the energy for these NXT UK crowds. 
And um, anytime Zach gets it comes out, it's just some hilarious shit. But they're they're a really good tag team. They're defending their titles against uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews looks like he's a roadie for Blink One Eighty Two. No, false. Mark <laughs> Andrews, there's he has a card on SuperCard where he looks like the one dude from Clerks and Clerks Two. Oh, um, the real smart ass dude. <laughs> He looks exact backwards hat, dude. First time I got it, I laughed for days. I was like, I cannot. I screen capped the picture so I could go back to it and yeah. keep laughing since Jane Silent Bob reboot's coming out. Um, now, and and who did you say right before Mark Andrews? Uh, Flash Morgan Webster. Also, funny story. Yep. I see all these people using some dude named Flash Morgan Webster on on Supercard. I thought this dude was like not it was like a made up dude or just somebody I didn't. I'm, I'm realizing I have no idea who's in NXT. I have no clue. I am so out of the loop, and that's a story for a different time that maybe we'll t- touch upon later on. But yeah, I didn't think Flash Morgan Webster was real. That's a fact. And Mark Andrews definitely looks like he works at, at movies. So they call Flash Morgan Webster the Mod Father. I don't know what the mod means, but. I don't know. He looked like he looked like Austin Powers. I was gonna say, yeah, the picture on on Supercard made him look like he was an extra in Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> Jeez, great, great movie. It's a compliment. Um, the other thing they're fighting is uh, Gallus. Whatever um, <laughs> uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to transition for that. Nope. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm very excited for this NXT UK show next Saturday. They've done a really good job building up the, the rivalries for this show, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, NXT Takeover, uh, no NXT UK Takeover Blackpool. Um, I think from last year was really one of the best network specials of the year last year. So I'm not. I, I won't be surprised if they knock it out of the park uh, next Saturday, and it should be a lot. Of fun. Yeah, you know what? I, here, here's the thing. When was NXT UK's pay per view last year? I got, I got, I got to look that up really quick. Um, I'd like to see them eventually get a couple more pay per views a year, like maybe two or three pay per views a year. Yeah, um, I'm excited for this. And again, just like we talk about with everything else, for me right now, the more exposure all of these companies, all of these brands, all of these subsidiaries of whatever, however we want to look at this, yeah, I. It's a great thing. It's a great thing for the wrestling industry. It's a great thing for the men and women that are that, that are dedicating their life to this. And it's a great thing for us as fans. You know, um, as much as people want to complain about something diluted, and listen, I get caught up in it too sometimes. I'll admit, the past couple of weeks have been a little better. I mean, I will admit, like, this week I felt like, when we'll get to that, I, I felt like on the WWE side, it was, it was better than what it's been in a while. So I, I'm kind of already eating a little crow from last week. But it's never, to me... Again, I always said it's not necessarily an oversaturation problem. There's an overconsumption problem, you know. Um, not only over uh, uh, overconsumption, but overconsumption of what I want. And if I don't get what I want, I'm going to whine about it instead of waiting for the next week to get an answer to a certain feud. Brother, I watched an MLW show over the weekend and watched Ring of Honor just because I wanted to see Marty and I wanted to see Jimmy Havoc. So I need to start watching MLW. It was just on, and I was like, you know what? I was not feeling well. We'll talk about that in, a, that, in all due time. We're going to discuss that. But, um, yeah, I just it was just one of them days where I just whatever, and it was just on. But it was it was a really entertaining uh, really entertaining show that they put on. So him and L.A. Park. L.A. Parka or L.A. Park? 
L.A. Park. So La Parca, right? I mean, it's just La Parca. He's just L.A. Park now. I I was wrong. Actually, the last NXT UK takeover was uh, January 12th of this year. Okay. So it was before the Rumble. So a seven-month interval from takeovers for the UK brand, it's not that bad, actually. Not bad, because you could really do that. You honestly really could do it twice a year. Yeah, you know? um, and and I think and once they start gaining a little more, a little bit more momentum, and and who knows now, Josh, with mm-hmm. NXT moving to the USA network, that does kind of free up a little bit of space on WWE streaming services Correct. to say, hey, now we can put NXT UK in a more, you know, in a better position. Now they might be able to do a little more on the takeover side. You know, I mean, I don't know how this is all going to shake down with NXT being live. Does it take away from? You know, I mean, who knows how this all plays out? We're not you know, in the room. So we, we obviously can't really speak about stuff we don't know about, but these are just things that there are probably interesting questions to ask. I don't know. Probably stupid questions to ask, but I can't be the only one thinking it for, uh, be, for Homer reasons. Uh, I think the fact that they can have a live go home, take uh, a go home NXT show before war games in Chicago, I think it's pretty cool. Like would yeah. people get more excited? Cause they, they have a live NXT show on television promoting the, they're special later on that weekend, you know. Um, that 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 week's gonna be interesting because <laughs> they got they got the live SmackDown the Friday, uh, Takeover Saturday, Survivor Series Sunday, and then Raw obviously on Monday. So that's gonna be an interesting week. I don't. I, we'll, we'll we'll wait. We're, we're still we're still trying to get past August. I'm not gonna rush into it, but. <laughs> Um, let's move on to the other show that's going on that night. Um, all, all elite wrestling presents all out, uh, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, um, at the Sears center arena. Um, so we got nine matches, uh, announced for the show. Instead of a regular casino battle Royal on the, on the pre-show, they're having a woman, uh, style, um, Woman style casino battle royal, which I think is kind of cool. Love it. So the winner of this a woman's casino battle royal will receive a match for the inaugural uh, AEW Women's uh, World Championship. So on October second, there's they already announced a couple matches for that particular television show, but also they're going to crown the inaugural AEW Women's World Champion that night as well. So. Uh, got that right. And then the other uh, pre-show matches, Private Party against uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. So um, this call is a tornado tag match. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like a lot of the tag teams they have in AEW, but there's no tags. Like, it, it's hard. Like, it, it is hard at times transcribing a couple of their matches because it's like, I, I got to make sure I get these sequences, guys. Who the, who's the illegal? Who's the legal guy in the match? You know, right. <laughs> it, it throws me off sometimes. But uh, and Helico and Jack Evans are a good tag team. And Private Party showed out uh, a couple of months ago for their last special. So um, now here's my question with uh, the buy-in for the women's division. Um, we know that whoever wins the buy-in gets a title opportunity, but how are they choosing the other title opportunity? For what? For for the women's for the women's championship. I don't know. They haven't announced it yet. I don't know if they're I like that. I don't know if they're dropping somebody out of the blue to fight the winner of that. I don't know. 
it was kind of different because with Double or Nothing, they had the Casino Battle Royal, and then whoever won the main event, those people were mad at each other. So Correct. Now, do you think it's something, and I don't want to like look too much into anything because this could mean a million things, but obviously their third show is right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, listen, this is Britsburg, man. I mean, this is Britt Baker country. I mean, they're literally like right – the building that they're performing in, the Peterson Event Center to Pete, is literally right next door. Yeah. Uh, she was saying – and I'm familiar with the University of Pittsburgh, so she's right – it's right there. Um, couldn't be happier for Britt. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, uh, I love the fact that our city's going to be represented. I know she's worked hard uh, and overcame a lot of obstacles, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, especially early on, and I'm, I'm really happy to see her. And I, I know – uh, there's another uh, young female here that's a big Britt Baker fan too. So my question, Josh, is do you set up something and, you know, I, cause we don't really know when they're going to, you know, do anything with that championship. Do you maybe just set up a, a match? Whoever wins the battle, the battle, uh, you know, the, the buy-in, maybe they get a title opportunity in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania against Britt Baker. Um, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I, I, I think with the, with them already announcing that the, actual match is going to be uh, on the debut television show. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. I didn't know that. I'm sorry about that. So that gives them a month between a little, little about a month. They could have, absolutely have a number one contenders match if they have like a, a, a little event in between um, or, or something else or whatever. But who do you see opposite of her? Let's just, you know, is it going to be somebody out of the blue that we don't know that they haven't signed? Or do you think it's somebody that we already know to be in AEW, I guess. I think it's gonna be Allie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Who who wins the buy-in then? Do you think? Uh, Allie probably win this battle royal. So okay. Well, then, who do you uh, think they they could put her up against? Um, <laughs> man, you want to talk about heat? You could put Brandy again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to be the one to say it. Thank you. <laughs> Oh man! Ah, I love it when the plan comes together. Now, when it comes to AEW pay reviews, and I think this will be meshed out more after the television show starts. But uh, I think with the last couple specials, there's just been matches on the card just for match reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying there's not storylines going into All Out, but there's also programs that haven't had as much attention as Cody and Sean Spears is or. Uh, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Um, like, for example, you got Darby Allen against uh, Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc. This could be a cool match, but cool match. What, what, what are any of these guys getting out of it? You know? Uh, uh, pay-per-view time, uh, exposure, and they're about to get some, land some TV time. So I think this is... I don't think there's any losers anywhere on the card, to be honest. Um, but I, this one is, I think, the show. This is obviously probably going to be more the gimmick, like hardcore-ish style match, right? Yeah. Um, spots here, spots there, but there is a market for that with AEW fans. Now, I want to know if if AEW is going to have the WWE rule. If you have a multi-person match, it's no disqualification. I, I, I would think, think that so. That would be the case. I would think so. One thing that I wish, and I know this isn't going to happen, but I don't. I loved how ECW 
it was always, there was always elimination matches. Three-way, four-way, it was always elimination matches, it seemed like, you know. I like that. I don't like the four guys, one, four men, four women, one fall to a finish, whatever. I, I, I like the elimination style for a fatal four-way elimination match or a triple threat elimination match. I've always been a big fan that that's how you truly find a winner versus just the, well, they didn't get pinned. That's a cop-out for storyline reasons, well, important storyline reasons. but Well, you, you do that when you have a title on the line. I know, but it still should be elimination. It just seems so more realistic. And I know it's supposed to be fantasy. Well, we, just, we suspend a disbelief, but if AEW's hammering home, we're gonna be we're gonna be sports entertainment, sports, sports, sport, or we're wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. Screw that. Even in a title match, that's part of being listen, that's you know, say the victor go to spoils, and unfortunately if the odds are against you, you gotta figure out a way to win. No, I, I get your point, but I, I'm just speaking from yeah. I'm speaking from the people who from today's wrestling they like the spot fest uh, right. match. So it's right. not really about who's winning or losing. It's just like okay, here's four guys. Let's get the this is awesome chance going on. You know that type of thing. So I just I, I'm kind of used to it when I watch like New Japan shows or Lucha right. Underground. So. I've, you know what? I guess maybe it's just a fan in me that there. there I think there's something. Uh, there's something so um, like pleasantly organic that you know it's always going to happen. That even if people aren't into a pay per view or it's a bad crowd or this or that or the other thing, when it is an elimination match and when you get down to that one person and it's left with two people and they typically have the stare down, the crowd always gets up. You know, I don't know if you ever noticed that. Like, you know, eliminations, I, I just feel like sometimes eliminations, and, and this is just personal preference probably, but it's, yeah. I, I just feel it's kept a lot of times casual fans and or some hardcore fans more engaged in the match because, you know, you kind of have to pay attention to each pinfall or submission. Right. You know, and I, I mean, that's just, that's just me. Tony Khan has a lot more money than me, so they're going to do what they want. <laughs> Let me uh, read off the rest of the matches really quick. Um, Riho will be fighting Hikaru Shida. Riho. Uh, Riho. Um, Riho fan. Best friends are fighting the Dark Order. Uh, this is a tag team match where the winner receives a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team uh, Tournament. If Dark Order shows up with a bunch of pizzas, I'm changing the channel. No. <laughs> In the, the, sad thing, <laughs> the sad thing is, uh, I actually like what the Dark Order did in their match for Fight for the Fallen. I, I get, I get the, I and mean, it's valid with the the criticisms with their gimmick and this and that. But I actually like what they did in the ring, though. No, I'm dig- listen, I'm actually digging Dark Order. I'm just listen. I when Demolition was a thing, I made so, and I was a little kid, and I made so many BDSM jokes. But it was like, come on, what are these like? So I'm, I'm listen. If it's if it's, I'm gonna knock it today. I see a Gent mask on call for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Lucha Brothers uh, defend their AAA World Tag Team titles against the Young Bucks. Is a Oscalera de la Muerte. Uh, Oscalera de la Muerte. You think you that, we can have to get this stuff out really quick? But Oscalera de la Muerte is a stairway to death ladder match. Uh, so I don't know, man. It's gonna be a lot of tables and this and that. This this call it like a ladder roll, ladder war, you know, kind of like how ROH had their ladder matches. That's the best way I could describe this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hopefully, this is the last time these guys are fighting each other for a while. 
Um, you got John Moxley against Kenny Omega. Not a lot of hype for this match. Not not a lot of build up is uh, from what I'm seeing. Um, you don't like what they're doing with the little like little vignette videos that they've been putting on social media. I saw the promo like slash interview that Kenny Omega did. I thought that was fine. Haven't really got much from Moxley. Maybe we'll get a promo, maybe we'll get a promo for him next week or something. But no, he has one out too. I have to watch that back. Oh, dug it. He was like, listen, this ain't a video game, kid. Like, And he's just like talking like that kind of stuff. Love it, man. Love oh, it. Oh, I think I did see that. That was, that was the one you were saying, I'm going to hurt you. I'm yes. not worried about wrestling. Yeah, I saw Sir. that. Yeah. I don't know. I just see, I'm talking about like perception. I'm not seeing like, oh, my God, this is going to be the biggest match of the year, you know. Uh, you well, got you got the WWE guy who's upset at the company against uh, the number one wrestler, according to internet wrestling fans. I thought there'd just be more hype into this match than what I'm seeing so far. Let me ask a question, Josh. Um, and this is just playing devil's advocate for sometimes what WWE does, and and we complain and we bitch and we moan, but then we end up like looking like fools in the end. Do you think that in a way, what AEW is doing right now, and we've talked about this for weeks now? that they need to focus on developing their younger talent. And they know that they need to focus on introducing and developing their younger talent so that the, the, their fans know who, who these men and women are a little bit better. Mox versus Omega needs no introduction. You know what I mean? Like, not to steal a line from Paul Heyman, but, I mean, this this is a match that sells, in a way, sells itself. Like you said, according to the internet wrestling world, Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler on the planet today. And with the, with the internet wrestling world, this John Moxley is the first man to truly jump ship and make that paradigm shift as they're saying. So in a way it sells itself like Lesnar versus undertaker less might be more with this because the build, you know, the build of Lesnar taker wasn't there. Boom. Lesnar wins. And it's the talk of wrestling for the next five years. I'm not saying that this, you know, is going to be the talk of wrestling for the next five years, but maybe with this less is more because they might have some tricks up their sleeve. And let's say, like you said, man, the wrestling echo chamber, they don't need this hyped up. They're hyped for this. Like I cannot wait for this match. Um, I know that's just me, but I I cannot wait. I'm salivating over this match. I've liked what Sean Spears has done since he's joined AEW. Great. But I am going to be honest. I this totally Blanchard thing is totally random to me. I, I when did he become an agent? <laughs> when did he become a lawyer? Wow. I, just because you ha- just because Tully had a feud with Dusty in the past doesn't make him a lawyer. I, I I don't get the connection. This is between two friends, not Tully Blanchard trying to get another revenge at the Rhodes family. Yeah. I, I, it's so random. But is it isn't really between two friends because Spears basically turned his just called Cody out for certain or you know what I mean for certain. No, things. they're they're hitting on with the fact that they were good friends at OVW and developmental beforehand, and then. Mm-hmm. Cody made the comment about Sean Spears being a good hand and this and that. And th- that's why Sean hit him with the steel chair. This I, I saw the interview that Sean did with uh, JR. It was good. Um, 
I, I just like think that. I, I. It's not a dig at uh, Sean Spears. I. I just think the Tully Blanchard stuff is random. <laughs> I wish it was Arn Anderson so I could say you never trust Arn Anderson. Right. But I, I can't use my double A joke right now. Um, I'm obviously kidding. Yeah. I ripped that from Daniel Tosh. Uh, right. You know what, brother? I, I think that this is something that um, I like it because, again, it's one of those things where sometimes we have to suspend disbelief and just kind of buy into whatever character they want us, whatever they're being at the time, you know? Um I think that's the charm, and and listen, fair or foul with this, I think that's the charm with AEW right now is because we really don't know, you know? Um, You know, with WWE, we typically think that we know. We know their system. We know their playbook. We kind of have a feel, but we really have no – I think it's just the – and and myself included. I'm throwing myself in this before anybody gets mad at me. I'm absolutely putting myself in this this bucket too. I do think that there's a lot of us that – the, the, really, the charm right now with AEW is we really don't know, and that's exciting. That's absolutely exciting, and I, and I'm, and I'm this I'm in the same. And I, I am not trying to. I want WWE to be just as successful as they are now, if not more successful. I just want all these companies. I want all their success rate to go up. I'm not. I don't want any company to like suffer if there's all these wrestling shows out there. I want NXT to even put up bigger numbers than they already are. I mean, you know, all these things. But I'll admit the charm is. Because we don't know, everything does feel so new. So I'm actually okay with however, you know, in the, for, absolutely, for right now, I am. I'm, I'm really okay with allowing them to tell the story. And I think that's where we get, you know, even myself, and again, I'm, I'm not throwing stones, where when we get hung up with WWE or it's like a, a boring phase, it's because we're, we're, we're used to the same stage setup. We're used well, to it being overproduced. We're used to it, you know, not that it's a bad thing. But because sometimes we want a little bit different, yeah. it's, it's, it's that, it's almost like the, it's, it's the reverse of the member berries, right? It has nothing to do with member berries because it's not like member, member when wrestling was this yeah. way. This is, whoa, what can wrestling be? And, and we all might be disappointed. We, yeah. this, and it might end up, we all might, this might end up being one of the best things ever. You know, we don't really know where it's going to lie. That's why I'm being, you know, saying kind of even keeled about it, but I think that's the charm of it. Go ahead, Josh. New is good. I just get concerned at times where you have a super um, a super indie card where it just one thing is topping the other, and by the end of the show, you're either you forgot about a match or you're exhausted. I'm just thinking about from the crowd point of view. Obviously, there's going to be great matches, and yeah, the hype is cool with the everything that's new, new, new. But even when you're getting new, 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 there's going to be things that could uh, hit or miss, you know. But you get you're gonna get that with all wrestling shows. Um, when it comes to WWE, for the, for us who've been watching it for 20, 30 years, of course we're gonna know what the kitchen sink is. So <laughs> it's not a knock on them. I, I I would think for those who like who are hardcore pro wrestling fans who've been watching this for 20, 30, 40 years, you kind of know what the drill with the storytelling is. So yes, of course, with AW being new. Yeah, you, you would think everything's going to be a slobber knocker, a home run. Everything's going to be knocked out of the park. But also when you're having shows where you're having one match is 25 minutes, the next match is 25 minutes, the, the main event's 30 minutes. When do you get to the point as a fan while you're watching the show, like how can I digest one match and then be wholly bought into the next, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, how are they going to give me Martavis Bryant? See, that's what I mean. Our conversations are too good. I'm missing my draft. I picked Martavis Bryant. I know he's an Oakland Raider. <laughs> hey, Rod, I know you're going to love this one. How do you want me to roll with Martavis Bryant? Come on, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Man. By the way, let me just get this out of the way. Uh, I saw the uh, interview with uh, Anna Page yesterday with JR uh, to promote his world title match with uh, Jericho. Page is bringing his family. They're going to be front row for this match. Uh, and they're putting some context where Page said at the first uh, press conference that he's going to be the first AEW world champion. Obviously, the thing with Pac didn't ended up working. Uh, we yeah. talked about that already. It's big for both of the guys. I, obviously, we saw the promo that Jericho cut at Fight for the Fallen. So that's another match that could go either way, but. I'm and you know what Hangman and uh, Hangman and Jericho is one that I'm really really looking forward to too. I'm a big Page fan, man. I love Adam Page. I think you could tell what direction AEW wants to go with their stars by who wins this match, though. Uh, you know what? I don't necessarily want to say that either because I think I don't. I don't think Jericho's going to be on every show. I think I've heard him say on the podcast that he's not going to be on every television show, which is not a bad thing though, because Jericho is the attraction piece. Uh, attraction piece, right? So correct. He doesn't have to be on every show. Um, but I really do think that Paige would definitely take the next level if he did beat Chris Jericho. So. Um, I well, you know what I think it, and I and I agree with you. And I question. I think no matter what, this is gonna this is gonna be fantastic for for uh, Adam Page. And and I say that because if he loses to Chris Jericho, obviously he's gonna get the return match, and and then he'll he'll go over, and it's and he still establishes himself, right? Because then you have to right. chase the title, you get the crowd behind you, you know, you get. There's a lot of things that way. Um, on the on the flip side to become the very first ever AEW champion, uh, being one of the younger guys, uh, defeating the, the cagey old vet that could be, you could dispute that he's the best ever. If not, and if not, he's in the conversation with a very short list of people, love it or hate it. Um, the man has, has helped, uh, rejuvenize and kind of, of, of um, um, and always change the business in a way to show them what it could be outside of just what's told on screen. Right. Right. So you have, you have somebody that is, 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 constantly changed the business, uh, you know, in, in for, because he had such outside the box thinking and you have an up and comer that has the same intelligence, has the same passion. And I, I, dude, I think that regardless page being in this match, he wins tenfold regardless, whether he wins or loses, because he'll end up eventually getting the title. Uh, and I think that sometimes the chase might be better than just getting it right off the bat. Um, or if they, if they pull the trigger on him and give it to him, you know, if they give it to him right away, that's still awesome too. Like, I think that's incredible. Like either way, I think that Adam page and, and I think this is tip your hat to Jericho. Like everybody always wants to knock Jericho. Like, come on, regardless, he's, he's getting this kid over. I honestly getting this kid over because hangman's a fantastic worker and he's, he's getting himself over, but it's just, it's great name recognition for somebody to say, I beat Chris Jericho for the first ever. Like Chris Jericho spent his entire career saying, I beat the Rock and Stone Cold, and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night to become the first ever undisputed champion. Right. Hangman Page could say, I beat Chris Jericho in our first night. Mm-hmm. As, you know, not necessarily their first night, but you get you get my point. To, to win the first ever, blah, 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 blah. Cut your promo there. So, um, <laughs> I, dude, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pumped for this match. Um, I'll admit, I get, I get, the way their entrances are, 
I get fired up. Like their entrances get me hyped up. And the music isn't as good as WWE's music, except for Jericho's because it's awesome. Um, but but I like Hangman's too. I'm sorry, and I don't. I actually really like Hangman Page's music. All that being said, there's something about the simplicity of the stage, and again, I just I like it. I'm, I'm very excited for the match. This should be a lot of fun. Obviously, that's going to awesome. be the main event of the pay-per-view. Um, it's a week from Saturday, so it's going to be here before you know it, man. <laughs> and while I'm talking, they give me the Steelers defense? I want no Steelers defense? What's going on here? It's a bad draft, man. Playoffs? <laughs> you kidding me? I make it after week two. All right, I'm back to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See what I do uh, for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Play free fantasy football because I didn't even know the drafts was happening. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. Let me hit on this um, wrestling Twitter stuff really quick. Um, oh, before, boy. before we get to uh, WWE. Uh, I have so many New England Patriots. Go on. <laughs> Pat, that's for you. Jeez. Um, okay, so <laughs> – Shocker, we got another controversy of wrestling Twitter, right? Because we got to play gimmicks. In surprise, all the surprise. Um, the debates about the reason behind NXT being on USA Network on Wednesdays, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I, I could be honest. Coincidence or not, of course, they're going to have NXT the same night as AEW whether it was on the network or not. So um, my thing is, is, like, what are you getting out of these dumb debates every single day? I'm not, it's not even every week. It's every day. It's always something new about, oh, AEW this. Oh, AEW is already leap years of where WCW started and all these hot takes and all this extra nonsense. Like, how many times do I have to come on here and say, can we get to October 2nd first before we make these rash conclusions? Like, holy shit, man. Um, okay, now hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, I got to say something. Of course you're going to have counter-programming. It's good business. No, right, no, no, it is good business, but let, let me ask something. Mm-hmm. Just because sometimes I want to I I put it into a different perspective. Um, now I want to agree with you first. I do think sometimes some of the arguments that I'm hearing are a little kind of way out of line as far as what's going to be better, what's going to be this, what's going to be that, that kind of stuff. Right. But you know what that reminds me a lot of Josh? What? You don't really want to know what that reminds me a lot of. I don't know. Let's say, you know how, you know how, uh, uh, your boy Derrico really always wants to put people on a list that he stole from Chris Jericho and he's still running with the gimmick. Uh, even though the, the brilliant Jimmy Jacobs and Chris Jericho were the ones that mastered that. But so here, I'm, I'm not going to do a list, but I'm just going to say, you, do you know, (laughs) do you know, Josh, what this reminds me of? It reminds me of preseason football 
when everybody's talking up their team before the regular season starts, and I don't know, maybe a young quarterback had one decent year, and now everybody wants to say that they're a playoff team and it's a powerhouse offense. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky, Chicago Bears. Um, I don't want to, you know, cast stones towards any fans. Nobody's been talking about Mitch Trubisky. Um, <laughs> let me see. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yeah, so, you, you know, um. <laughs> No, hold on. Wait a minute. I got to call you out on this one. You're on Mitch Trubisky's ball sack. No, I'm not Mitch Trubisky's ball sack. My issue is freaking know-it-alls who like to jump on a quarterback without having one full season on his plates. One freaking season. <laughs> I don't know which way to point because this is backwards there. I'm trying to point at you to make it funny. Yeah. No, I can't even do it. it it's it's freaking nuts. I'm not saying that Mitch Trubisky is the best quarterback in the oh. NFL, but ever since this dude got drafted, people want to come up their fucking soapboxes about, oh, he's the worst quarterback in the league because he has an odd last name and all this ancillary <laughs> bullshit that doesn't matter. Can he sounds like he sells insurance play? in the Ohio Valley. I'm 25 years old. And I've never seen a legitimate top five Bears quarterback. Not one. Not oh, Jay Cutler. True. Not Chad Hutchinson. Not Cordell Stewart. Not Rex Grossman. Not not Todd Collins and all these other jabronis who've been Bears quarterbacks. Is it bad that I actually want to see an actual quarterback develop and not rush for him to be thrown out of the city? I'm not telling you that he's the best quarterback in the league, but it's also funny the same people who are calling Patrick Mahomes a Hall of Famer. If Patrick Mahomes is the next Joe Montana, John Fox is still the coach of the Chicago Bears. I don't want to hear any arguments because the defense was already good, good before Mitch got drafted. So... My issue is people not giving the kid a chance. I'm not telling you that he's great. I'm not even going to tell you that he's horrible. Can we watch the kid develop first? He had one full season as a starter. Like, holy shit, man. Um, by the way, uh, by the way uh, everyone listening at home, you're welcome. I just wanted to get him worked up for a second. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. But, no, but, but honestly, Josh, the point, the point being – is we do this with every other sport, though, right? Mm-hmm. We do it with baseball. We do it with football. We do it with basketball. I mean, basketball, it starts as soon as somebody gets traded and they build a super team, and here we go. This team's going to be great. Yeah. And it didn't work out well for LeBron and the Lakers, right? I get to the point, yeah. You know, so so my thing is I'm actually okay. And to be honest, I absolutely – listen, there's over-obsession to where people, I feel like, are already setting themselves up to fail because – everybody's expectations are always suited and catered to what their opinions are. Right. Right. And I am am in full agreement with you there. Total agreement. Um, I'll admit there is a side of me though, that actually really likes the fact that there is kind of this battle back and forth discussion. And do I think the, the, the discussions warranted? Not really. Um, cause at the end of the day, you know, AEW isn't going to start trading for $80 a share on Wall Street this week. You know, I mean, there, you can't compare the two right now, nor is anybody in AEW trying to compare them to anybody else. You know, that's what they're saying. Like, we are different. We're not, we're going to do different things. We're not trying to be them, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I think for me, it's, I actually, I'm digging it because it actually is adding that sports feel to it that we lost along the way because it became so entertainment. Not that I have a problem with the entertainment side. I'm more of the promo guy. I'm more of the fan of, of, of the charismatic voice boxes and, you know, and a voice and into that kind of stuff anyway. But I do think that for, um, that younger demo that 
everybody has an ego that they want to, you know, can it get toxic? Absolutely. But at the same time, when there is debates, that's going to put more eyes on WWE, more eyes on AEW, more eyes on Ring of Honor, more eyes on, and you know, it's just great for everybody. And it's actually, when the debate is done properly, I think it's, I, I love it when it's not a true, like, oh, this is, this is how it has to be, or that's how it has to be, or, you know, th- those kinds of things. Yeah. When it is, when it's an actual, like, healthy debate between people that, that understand it a little bit more and aren't over expecting and aren't, they're just excited just to, to see what could be versus it's going to be the greatest of all time. Well, give it a while, you know, you know what I mean? And, and I'm, and I'm there with you, but I, but for me, this is almost like that preseason going into that new NFL season where it's like, you know what? Anything can happen. Yeah. And to me, for me, that's actually the, the exciting part. Now, do I think, again, do I think it's fair, foul, whatever? I, I really don't know where people, where, where, where people's levels are. Cause I'm, I don't, I stay off the internet, man. Um, but, and you know that, but Josh, I'll admit, man, I actually do like the fact that, um, some of my buddies have reached out to me lately and be like, dude, uh, you know, still like, you know, like I've been watching WWE and, you know, I'm, I'm never going to quit doing that, but you know, what do you think about AEW or Hey, like, do you see AEW is coming to Pittsburgh? And like, and they're not and a lot of my friends. They're not, it's, they never down talk WWE well, they're yeah. appreciating that there's another organization coming because they want multiple forms of wrestling, not because they want to replace WWE. They just want to have other things to watch with WWE. And, and as a, the, the true wrestling fan, that's the mindset to have. Well, here's the thing. You don't get extra credit for doing your job. Like TNA decided that they wanted to have their show live on Monday nights with Raw uh, about a decade ago or something like that. And that flopped. So it's good that AEW has that fan that uh, that's excited for its debut and another, another thing to watch every single week. You don't get extra credit for that. <laughs> you know, I just look at uh, where we are with wrestling, and I've knew since watching as a kid that WWE is the entertainment brand. I right. was seven years old when WCW and ECW went in the way, mm-hmm. and then you start getting more of the sports feel again when Ring of Honor was getting buzz and um, New Japan over the last couple of years, yep. and now you have AEW. You're getting every spectrum of wrestling that you want. That's my my issue. Is I don't want to, I don't want to engage in dialogue that has no substance to it. Yeah, I can see that. I can That's see that. my issue. And I think my, uh, you know, my issue on it, not you know, I guess well, not my issue, but like my my um, what what kind of bewilders me is there's so much good wrestling out there, Orange Cassidy, uh, right now that like there's so much good wrestling out there. I don't know why people want to just beat down what they don't like about something. And then you're never really, listen, if you, if you are all about, if you're all in and all out on AEW and I'm not going to pretend like I'm not, but if you are talk about it, talk about how much you love it. Don't say it's this better than WWE. As soon as you start comparing your, your, you know, you, you punch up, you don't punch down. And I get, you're trying to punch up, but in, in a way you're ultimately bringing in a conversation that you're comparing apples and uh, yeah. pine trees. You know, I mean, there's no, there's no, you know, I, you know, I would love, and it's never going to happen because misery and conflict is what sells. And this is a conflict, it is a conflict form of entertainment, you know? Yep. 
Um, so, but I, I do think that it would be, it would be interesting to see if people would just, would actually just talk about, this is what, I, like we do. This is what I loved about, uh, the G1. This is what I loved about this. This is what I loved about that. You know, it's rare that we say once a week, I'll try to put one little criticism in just to balance it out. And, you know, I know everybody at home has criticism. So it's that way you guys know that I'm not trying to, I'm not fully a show for, for any one organization or the other, you know, but I think that would, it would be foolish for any of us to want any of these companies to fail, um, or want any, you know, the, the more, the, go ahead, how about this? How about people having conversations and not having a agenda behind why they're saying the things that they're you're saying? Correct. Yes. Yes, sir. That so, is the, yep. I, I throw my thoughts and it's just my thoughts. I'm not positive just for the sake of being positive. This is just how I feel about things. So, yeah. Um, and cause that's the biggest thing. Like I, and you know, if W if you think AEW is already that much better and you know, and again, that's, it's all opinion. There's no real right or wrong answer. And that's the beauty of it. Then don't watch WWE, you know? And I, of course I want you to watch WWE because, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, still I have friends that, that are coming up in independence that I'd love to see wrestle anywhere. You know what I mean? So it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm never going to tear a company down because again, we've at one point fallen in love with all of these companies. Why? It, that would be like me turning my back on the Raiders. Cause we've been shitty since, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make the joke that I was going to make last week after I made the Earnhardt joke. And listen, guys, I apologize if anybody got offended by that. But at the same time, I knew Dale Earnhardt Jr. Was fine. That's why the joke was made. It's never too soon. Nothing's ever top topic in comedy. Relax. How about um, this though? So anyway, I'll make the joke. Listen, the last time the Raiders were good, we still had twin towers in New York city. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's just keep it a hundred. So it's, it's, it's been never forget. All right. <laughs> Jeez. Um, was that too far this time? I said, never know where the line is. I look for uh, it to cross it. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's, I, I just find it interesting. Like all the dumb petty stuff, like, Oh, this week you have Jim Cornette versus Ryan Satin Twitter against Jim Cornette. Jim yeah, Cornette versus the world. That's, that's, just people looking for, that's people looking for fame. People looking for the quick. Like I said, there's the dopamine dump, right? Got to feel yeah. good. Got to feel good because people on Twitter love me. And that's what most podcasters are. And that's why I am not on any any social media anymore. You know, I have accounts in case some of you people want to reach out. Like like Nick, shout out to you, brother. If you ever wanted to reach out, A-Rod. I mean, you know, all the, I don't have to name names. You all know who you are out there. Right. Um, reach out to me, man. That's why that's why you guys are on like the the – short list of people that I do have on social medias, but brother, that's why I don't go. That's, that's why I don't dive into that, man. That's why I do not. All right. Should we bring AJ in? We're about an hour into the show. Let's do it. Let me put on pause real quick. Hold on one sec. We're good. We're good. Um, tie in all the WWE stuff here, uh, to wrap up the show here with AJ through the eyes of a nine year old, uh, here in the pockets really quick for those who are listening and watching live on our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to get all our previous editions of the Hoots podcast. Also make sure to subscribe if you want to listen to the audio version and you want to see this ugly bug. So, um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to do a Mitch Trubisky rant. I, 
I understand the point where Adam was going with that. I only did it because I wanted I wanted to say for the last couple weeks. So okay, wait. Full full transparency to everyone listening. (laughs) I just knew that was a way that I could get him get fired up. I'm I am not gonna lie. That was a total. (laughs) That was a total work on my part because I knew you know I knew Josh. I knew you were kind of um you know and I get your frustrations and I get the frustrations you have right now with the comparisons of AEW and WWE and and everybody kind of like just kind of jumping overboard with one way or the other and and dude I totally get it but I I was sitting there thinking I was like how can I bring it up on the show to kind of like try and play devil's advocate (laughs) so I don't really want to play devil's advocate it's not like it's just an opinion I thought oh man I know exactly what I'm doing and I just wanted to get a rise out of you so um uh, you know I apologize to you but for to anyone listening oh you're welcome Hopefully the, hopefully the rant was good. <laughs> it was fantastic. I just remember, listen, the next time I need my cable installed, uh, I'll let them know that, that you're a fan. That's all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Carr will be driving the van over, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to be uh, roommates soon. Jeez. <laughs> One injury away. Yeah. My man's made of porcelain. Um <laughs> All right, it's time for the best segment in all of podcasting. Do the intro, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Here is wrestling through the eyes of a nine, soon to be ten year old, uh, with the lovely AJ Daly. AJ, how are you doing today? I am doing good. You are doing good. I see you got your your Finn Balor Balor Club shirt on today. Yes, rocking it. Balor Club yes. is for everyone. I see. Yes, appreciate it. Love the color scheme on it. Like Thank it. You. Variants of colors, if you will. Thank you. Guys, know what I'm talking about out there. So, um, so AJ, uh, you said that you really wanted to talk about. It. I'm sure we'll talk about different aspects of Raw and SmackDown, but so I know... I will introduce this one. Okay. Can't even let the host introduce this. <laughs> Who are you, MJF? Like, what Fine, is going on? <laughs> no, go ahead, MJ. Go ahead, AJD, since you're MJF. Go ahead. Okay. So, I want to talk about the end of SmackDown with the unveiling of who has been attacking Roman Reigns. Brother, the floor is yours. I know you have jokes for days for how that guy looked. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so, so what do you think? Before we get to our little uh, jokes and diatribes and fun, so what, what did you think about it? And what do you think right now about the, the, the story that they're telling with Roman Reigns? So I really like the story, I and I really like how they were unveiling him and how you had to wait till the very end. Um, so you did like that? Yes. Okay. And also... Can I say who I think it is? Yeah, you can say who you think it is. I think that it's Luke Harper. You think it's going to end up being Harper? Yes. Because, guys, if you just imagine him with, like, a darker beard. No, I got, no, that wasn't Luke Harper. I got to stop you. That was definitely not Luke Harper. Why? Because we know it was an actor. Like, it would have broke news that it was Luke Harper. That's definitely not Luke Harper. Mm Mm-hmm. I think you were you were closer. Not saying that this is who it's going to be, but I liked your pick when you said it was going to be uh, when it was going to be uh, what's his name the freak the freak, uh, freak Lars Sullivan. Sullivan yeah because and, and this is true guys when we were watching SmackDown mm-hmm. uh, we were trying to figure out who it was 
and we both popped, but she was like, the hands, look at the hands. They're them big, gross, them big gross hands that Lars Sullivan has. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought it totally the entire episode. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be him. She's like, think about it. He keeps having freak accidents. His move's a freak accident. I'm like, oh, my God, you sold me on this. Like, and the whole time I'm thinking it's going to be – and what if they – like, Lars just grew a big beard, right? And they died. Right. It was totally possible. He's been off TV. Yeah. And, then, like, they also keep saying that they're freak accidents. So it just made sense. You had me. You had me sold on that one. He's even called the freak. Yep, you had me sold on that one. Yeah, but no, that, that was sweetie. That was a, an actor, and I don't I even know if that beard was real. It wasn't. It wasn't real, or it was local talent, or something like that. You know. Yeah. You know. Um. So who would you like to? So you wanted to be Harper. I wanted to be either Harper or Lars Sullivan. Okay, so you do want it to be somebody else, not Daniel Bryan or Eric Rowan. Yes. Okay, and before we pass it back to Josh so he can give his opinion, do you like how they're kind of ending a lot of the shows with Roman Reigns and kind of ending it in cliffhangers, or do you wish that they were telling the stories earlier in the shows? Do you wish that... I like that. I really do like how it's at the end. Okay. And if it's going to be Luke Harper, here's how I kind of want it to play out. If Uh-oh. It's Luke Harper. Fantasy booking at age nine. Here we go. She's officially a podcaster now. <laughs> I want there, when if it's Luke Harper, I want it to be somehow where it actually is Rowan and Luke, and they're just using Luke Harper. And then Luke Harper ends up like, because Rowan and Luke Harper are buddies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I want it to end up to be Luke Harper so that way it's actually Rowan. And then Luke Harper turns on Rowan for saying, you made it out to be that I was the bad guy, but really you were. Okay, I see. So I see what you're saying. You know, the blame game. It's not really me. Boom. Yeah. I did it for The Rock. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I did it for The Rock. I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> um, I did it for The Rock, guys. So... All right, so before I give my two cents, Josh, uh, talk to me about it, man. Do you like how they're ending the shows with it? Do you like the cliffhangers, uh, the story? You know, who do you want it to be? All, all of those questions. There's two things I like. I do like the cliffhangers. And two, I kind of like how they keep replaying the same video package because I know that's going to troll some people. Oh, people are getting angry, yeah. Yeah, they're getting upset and they're getting antsy about it. So I just hit fast forward. Just from a trolling aspect, I, 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 I like it. But, um, H, I, I like the scenario you came up with, especially with Harper uh, eventually turning into the good guy in the situation. I like that. Yeah. Um, I was talking about this with you guys yesterday. Um, maybe in a way we could spin the narrative around is Daniel Bryan saying, Roman, why aren't, why aren't you the one behind this? Why aren't you the one that staged this attack? on yourself so people feel sorry for you because you have nothing else going on since you came back from leukemia. Jesse Smollett. Right. He's Jesse Smollett in it. Uh, I actually like that idea too. So it's a little reversal here where don't be surprised in the coming weeks on SmackDown where you start seeing Daniel Bryan questioning Roman Reigns' antics and reasons for what he's doing and this and that. So it's just an idea. I'm not, I, this is nothing that I've read on the internet or dirt sheets. I don't, I don't really waste time in that type of stuff. This is something that I would do. That would be a little different twist in the story. I don't know who's, who's behind the attacks. I think obviously there'll be a payoff sooner or later, but who knows? Maybe the fiends behind it. Can the fiend drive? I don't think I don't think anybody should give the fiend a driver's license, but that's just neither here nor there. I, if 
if he was driving, I think that's why he hit him because he's such a bad driver. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He just basically stole a car and just went ahead and started running. And I didn't know how to drive, so. Uh. And and didn't know how to drive a forklift either. You know? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just an idea. Maybe Roman Reigns is behind it. Maybe this is something where it turns to a Jesse Smollett thing, like you just said, Adam. So that just that's my thoughts on it. See, and the only reason why I bring that up, guys, to add to your point, I mean, it was your idea. I'm not, you know, but, you know, when you think about it, art imitates life and life imitates art, right? right. Um, it would be a very unique twist on a story that kind of we've seen before, but, you know, but they've told it in different ways. Um, I, I, for me, oh, I can't wait for people to start hating on me. I actually really think right now that this is the most interesting story that they have going in WWE, period. I love what they're doing with Roman Reigns. And and hear me out. The complaint is Roman Reigns is always in the title picture too much. He's not. The complaint is Roman Reigns can't go in and cut a promo. Well, if he's better at scripted stuff, let's give him the the actual storyline. Story, story. Not in their all storylines, but this is more of the whodunit, you know what I mean, like kind of storyline to where it's going to be more scripted. And love him or hate him. He is he he thrives in that in that scenario. Not saying he can't go out there and cut his own promo. He can, but what I'm saying is that he's already breaking off, branching off in the movies. He's kind of I'm sure he's had acting lessons. If there was a guy to do this with and still keep him as a focal point, but out of the title picture, it's Roman Reigns. You know, yeah. um, and we always complain that we want long term storytelling. We always complain that we wish Roman Reigns wasn't in the title picture. We always complain all these things. And they're giving it all to us. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Josh, I love AJ. I love how they end every show now with a cliffhanger. Um, I want more of this, more of that, more of that. Um, I, you know, I wanted to go out for weeks. I almost wanted to go on until maybe smack the the first SmackDown, and that's when the reveal is right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to take weird twists and turns. I want random orange bearded dudes like that last night. Like that was awesome. Um, you know, little things to just keep us guessing. Josh, I love your idea. AJ, I love your idea. Um, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of different ways where they can go. Um, you know, I think the, the, the payoff that the expected payoff is it'll be Daniel Bryan all along. Um, but at the same time, they're telling a great story, you know? So regardless of how the payoff is, the story to get there, I think, has actually been really entertaining, really, really, really fascinating. I think Roman's been doing a hell of a job. And to take all of that out of the picture, if not for this storyline, we don't see Buddy Murphy become an absolute – Buddy Murphy was a star. He's a superstar now. Yes. And, and listen, I will say this in front of you guys. Like, I always liked Buddy Murphy, so I, I thought he was awesome. But this is the first time I really got to like really like sit down and sink in because, again, guys, say it doesn't matter – but when you're in a match, he could put on five-star matches all week long. But when you do it against Roman Reigns and then you do it against Daniel Bryan, you have solidified yourself as a man who is destined for great things in WWE or wherever else his, you know, his pastures are. I, I, the past two weeks has absolutely been Buddy Murphy's coming out party. This dude is exceptional. He is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Like so much fun to watch. I'm such a big – I'm so behind Buddy Murphy right now, man. Um, and, and lady, well, you're a man and man, you're, you're both the men here. Um, but yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Like I actually, I really enjoy what they're doing with Roman and, and you guys know Roman's not one of my top guys or when, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward every week to what's happening with Roman Reigns. And that is something I never thought I'd say. So they're doing something right. 
there's also a bit of reality where you have the deranged old white guy doing something crazy and trying to kill somebody, you know? That's also touching on reality, too. I mean... Oh, low blow. <laughs> You're oh. not the range, brother. It's all good, brother. Did you sit real quick? Nah, I know. Nah, <laughs> Betty White. Be- anyone see the Betty White memes? Betty White. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, brilliance. Brilliance in puns. Moving on. <laughs> um, really quick, guys. What have you liked so far from the uh, King of the Ring tournament? Oh, King of the Ring. I like it. I like it a lot. What did you like from it, though? I like. I actually. Here's what I like about so about the tournament. Mm-hmm. I like that there's like one or two matches on each show leading up to whenever the big match is going to happen. I really like that. Huh? Now, see, it's it's a generational thing. So I'm the one that's wrong there. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I I, like, I really like that. I like how it leads up and then there's the big match. Is that going to be a Clash of Champions? Yes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh-huh. and you know what, AJ? And, and I'll put this out there for, for everyone in the audio sphere to hear. I will admit at first I was against it being on multiple nights like it has been the past couple of times because when I grew up, it was a same night tournament and I love same night tournaments. I've always loved them. I always thought that there was just something fun about it and whatever, but I will admit I'm I'm wrong. I like and I get it. I, I get it. It's a generational thing. That's I'm old school guy now when it comes to wrestling and with certain things. So no, I'm I'm wrong about that. That's that's unfair criticism on my part. Same night tournaments are amazing unless you are playing 2K19 and decide to do that, and then you yeah. in the middle you go what what you <laughs> yep. The random stipulations that pop up out of nowhere too for the 2K tournament. Um, I, I did one last week uh, where it had um, what match was like Andrade against Buddy Murphy, and then the next round that match was a uh, Iron Man match, right? And then the, the next round it would be a ladder, or somebody else would be in the table match. I'm like, damn, is Paul Heyman booking this? <laughs> is this like right. some ECW angle or something? I don't know. Was- now, Josh, before I give my take, what are your thoughts on the King of the Ring so far? Um, I've, I'm, I'm like the tournament master. Like I cover like a gazillion tournaments every year. Right. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> valid point. Yeah. Very valid point. Um, yeah, it's been cool. It's been uh, some really good matches. I really liked the one Cesaro had with Samoa Joe on Raw. That, that just looked like a pure fight. Mm-hmm. More than a wrestling match. Uh, the matches they had on SmackDown was really good, too. Uh, Apollo Crews and Andrade, that was a very good match. Yes. Um, I haven't I, – I know last week I was kind of, like, teasing, like, and just talk about the possibility of Corbin winning the King of the Rings tournament. But I don't have a set guy winning yet, and that's kind of a cool thing because I don't know who's going to win. I don't. There's a lot of different um, ways they could go about it. One thing I do like that they did this week is that you got a little preview of the matches for the following week. So you had uh, McIntyre and Corbin against Ricochet and The Miz. Yes, it was a good match, but it also added some more steam for their tournament matches the next week. You know what I mean, Adam? Uh, It does, but at the same time, I wish we wouldn't have seen that because I would have rather of it all been saved. Like, save the anticipation. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that because I saw that a lot with the G1, like the right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but really quick though, before I pass it back to you guys, um, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of scenarios, man. And the fact they were still able to add in the Shane McMahon storyline with this, with uh, Elias being Kevin Owens uh, to close out the show, I, I, that's a good heat, man. I I didn't think Owens was gonna win. I didn't. You called that, yeah. You called that one. Um, so. Um, I, I'm very excited for next week. They got Buddy Murphy against Mustafa Ali on SmackDown. That's going to be insane. And then um, I think Ricochet is fighting McIntyre on Monday. I could be yeah. wrong about that. So, yeah, there's going to be some cool cool matches, and I like what they've done so far with the King of the Ring tournament. So here's where I'm at. And I know I rattled off a couple of names last week, but this is what I want. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. Um, but okay. – you know, you're and, and listen. I, I I will admit it was the old stalwart in me that um, I didn't you know, listen. Like you look at WrestleMania four, you look at some of the other just King of the Rings when you have you know. This, I just there is something about that same night gladiator style of having to go through these matches and you know. But and I and the time the Rock won the won the title, you know, from from McFoley, you could say the same thing. But I get it. Generationally, it's different. Other companies are doing different things. So, so I'm not going to hate on them for that. I'm actually, it, my opinion on that is absolutely wrong. It's just old. So, going on what I do like about it, because now that I've admitted, see, it's okay to admit that you're wrong. It's an amazing thing, isn't it, world? Right. <laughs> so, what I did like about it and what I'm looking forward to, actually, I, I'll admit, I like Shane McMahon's interference only because, and I, I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong, but Elias came out to brand new music this week, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, because I pick up on these things, this was the first time he's ever been announced from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania during an entrance, correct? Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and he is their resident rock star, right? Yeah. Right? He, he is their, would you say he's the king of rock and roll? Tell me that wouldn't be a great gimmick. And I'm not saying, but I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we, we kept talking about like, who would be a good King? How could they spin it into a gimmick that would make sense? Right. Imagine King Elias, King of rock and roll, King of WWE, the promos they could go like, yeah. Okay. So I'm taking like, I'm an Elias fan, but I'm taking everything else that I I wanted from this. I, I want Elias to win this because I think there is so many ways they can go with it. Um, and Elias is a hell of an entertaining guy. So I think it's something that would absolutely, um, I don't think he'd drop the ball with it, so to speak, you know. Um, not saying any of these men would, would drop the ball with it. Please don't take it. Please don't take it that way. No, I get what you're saying. Um, His character is that that can't be serious enough that it would work, if that makes sense. Uh, Busted Open had a really co- good conversation about this. Like, they were talking about, do you remember off the top of your head the good baby faces that were King of the Ring withers? No. Don't tell me Austin, because that dude was a great area character. That was a that, yeah. The turn was happening. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that. That was still mid whatever they were doing. But like, look at Owen Hart. Like, I know I I was like two years old when he was like the King of the Ring winner and th- that. But I watched it back, and that dude was one of the best King of the Ring guys ever. Yeah. Like, nobody remembers Tito Santana being the King of the Ring winner. Who's or, that? Or Tito Santana. <laughs> uh before your time or Billy Gunn unfortunately you know? my time <laughs> Billy Gunn was king of the ring really I forget yeah, about that. they had they tried to do that baby face run with him when he left the ex you know? uh, okay uh, yeah, yeah yeah okay you're right you're right you're right yep um so 
uh, trying to remember. I mean, how can you forget about King Booker, man? <laughs> you can't because he reminds you every week. Um, That's a good point. <laughs> but, no, you're right. You, you, and you, King of the Ring typically is the antagonist because it, you have to be. It comes with the smug nature of being the king right. of WWE. Well, when you're a baby face, like when you're a baby face and you win a tournament like that, yeah, you get that initial crowd pop. But what's next? Unless unless somebody it goes to their head too much and it slowly morphs them. I actually thought about that with Ali because I I would love to see Ali work dark, you know, work heel for or you know, play antagonist for a minute, just because um, he could use the. I hate to be I hate to sound like Ziggler, but really it's it's Ali that should be the one that like it, it should have been me. In a way. Let's hear from the target audience for the WWE. AJ, who do you want to win the King of the Ring? I do want one of the cruiserweights to win the King of the Ring. You're big on that. Tell us. I know you have a favorite. Go ahead and spit it out. I like Ali. I knew it. Nice. She's big on Ali, and I think Seth Alexander's another one you're big on. Yeah. That's all you've been talking about so far has been either Cedric or, or Ali. Yeah. So... By the way, guys, what did you think of the Sami Zayn Nakamura pairing? I I thought it was kind of interesting how they kind of brought it back together. Where like Nakamura's first match was with Sami Zayn in NXT. I kind of I found it interesting how they looped them together like that. Right, right, right. What do you think, AJ? I liked it. I like how Sami Zayn mentioned that it didn't matter that he was Japanese and that he couldn't speak English because you're going to go through me to talk to him anyways. <laughs> and I hate that. That's always been that. That was always been the criticism, the unfair criticism, right? Right. And now you don't have to worry about that. Like everyone at one point was like, "Put him on him," and like, "Come on, dude, I love this. I want there to be more. I, I hope he has a couple people join, and it's like this faction of of men and and women. I mean, it doesn't like listen these." When I say faction from that one, I want everyone to know I am not I am not making it exclusive to one gender. I want it to be I want a faction to be consistent of the athletes that make sense. Man, woman, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, hell, if they have a, a a horse all of a sudden that, that gets a character, right. um, except for that bull. Never mind. Never. It has to be man or woman. Never mind. The, the bull doesn't work. But what? El Torito. But, um, no, I, I, listen, I love the Sami Zayn stuff, dude. I, I, I like it. Again, it's just taken a lot of stuff that the internet echo chamber is saying and thrown it right back in their face. But at the same time, this is the first time, and I'm sorry, Josh, and I'll be right back to you. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I actually feel like Nakamura was more like his new Japan self because yes, he is an artist. He speaks through his motions. He speaks through his hand. Mm -hmm. And now I, and he, you could tell how much more comfortable and sinister and just he seemed to be the Nakamura that would knee the head off of your shoulders, right? Right. Um, I, I just think – I think this was fantastic. Where's Rusev at? Put Rusev in there too. Oh, Rusev. No. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Lana is the best Lana number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember what else I was going to mention. Um, Seth oh. Rollins always having multiple cha- – all the championships. Yeah. So real quick, so Rollins had the U.S. A triple crown tag team champion. So he had the U.S. title and the uh, WWE championship at the same time. Correct. He's had the Intercontinental Championship and the Raw Championship and the Raw Tag Team Championships at the same time. And now he's had the Raw Tag Team Championships and the Universal Championship at the same time. Seems like my man's always got a title on him. Again, I hate to keep saying it, but it's it's like when Jericho always had a title on him. There's a reason why. For a good reason. For a good reason. 
I, I love the camera work they had with uh, Bray Wyatt uh, doing the Manimal Claw on Jerry Lawler. It was, yes. it was a little different than they've done for the last couple weeks. It's just the way he popped up behind him and this and that. Yep. Uh, but the cool thing with King, like, he knew he had to get out, too. Like, he just didn't stand there like an idiot. He was like, oh, I know where this is going. He was like, I've <laughs> seen this before, guys. Out. Yeah, I like that. I like that there was like, okay, yeah, we know this is happening. Um, but So here's my take on this. If the fiend's going to attack you, there is no running. I think he's going to find you, no matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. This, this is true. I think basically it's almost like there's a portal always under you whenever he wants to attack. And wherever you're standing at the moment, even if you're running, he'll pop up right behind you. He's like, Freddy, as soon as you fall asleep, the claws got you. Yep. Yep. Adrian, you wanted to talk about this week? No, nothing else. Nothing else? Nope. Nothing from the women's division? What about okay? Well, let me get your opinion, and I'm going to get both your guys' opinion. But let's let's get it from from the young lady of the bunch here first. Okay. Let's talk about a moment of bliss. Oh yeah. Do you like how number one? And I, listen, this is a fantastic touch. If people aren't getting a kick out of this, you're wrong. Okay. Um, how did you like how their coffee mugs had the championship titles around their mugs? I like that. And for both of you, because I want you both to talk about this. Did you guys notice? And this is it's the subtle things sometimes that I think people miss. Anytime that Nikki and Alexa would toss it back to whomever's talking, as soon as they would start running their mouth, they would they would flash back to Nikki and they're they're sipping their coffee. Yeah, the tea. They're like they're sipping tea, yeah. Right? <laughs> so the whole time anytime it looked gossipy or it was like promo y or it wasn't like whatever, they let you know about it because that's when they were sipping their I thought little things like that to me are what make a segment great. You know? Attention to detail, baby. What do you guys think? AJ, we'll start with you. About what? About, about a moment of bliss, the little yes. nuances they're doing. Yes. I actually, I noticed that, too, how they were sipping the coffee. They were just sipping the coffee, and I like that. I do. I like that a lot. I, what? Good. I also did like how they had matching coffee cups with the tag team titles. It's so great. Does that mean anybody that has the tag team championship just gets matching coffee mugs and with a title on them? Is that a running thing now? No, because... <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think New Day did it in a different way. But, um, yeah. <laughs> nothing. Josh, um, <laughs> let's see. To you, good sir. Um, you know, that's the, that, that's that Pixar joke that's hidden that, you know, the younger ones don't get, but you guys get. Okay. Yeah. Josh, um, what do you think, brother? By the way, anytime I see Alexa Bliss on my TV, it's a good thing. She's just awesome at what she does. Um, and more and more, just like you could tell, the chemistry just keeps getting better with her and Nikki, and I think that's a good thing. Correct. And uh, listen, the announce team too. I loved when they said, "Who wants to take Graves' spot?" And Renee went, "No, thank you." Yeah. <laughs> so cool how they say, uh, "Here comes the goddess" or whatever. <laughs> Shout out to Vic Joseph. He's the uh, commentator for Two Five Live and NXT UK. I think right. did a very good job on Raw this Monday. I want yep. to get that out of the way. And the fantastic David Otonga. Do not forget about David Otonga. Chicago's very own. I love Otonga. I don't like Otonga. I love David Otonga. I don't like Otonga. <laughs> I, do. but I, also, I don't know why. But I also don't like the weird-looking dude that's also on pre-shows. The other weird-looking dude. Who's that? Who? Pat oh, Sam Roberts? Or Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. Um, yeah. uh, well, 
<laughs> it's probably you better stay away from him. So he might be on a Megan's Law list somewhere. Um, and that's a joke. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's a joke. Before anybody says that, that you know, mm-hmm. I'm punching up, guys. That dude's a hell of a lot more successful than me. So, <laughs> yeah. um, well, so let me mention uh, for the women. Um, I I knew beforehand. I think we all knew that Charles could fight Bailey at Class Champions. Obviously, that paper's going to be at her hometown. Mm-hmm. So that little segment they had and Charlotte talking about how she's the face of the SmackDown women's division and marketing and this and that before the Fox deal. Um, what, what really stood out to me from Rob this week was the, uh, I really enjoyed Becky's promo As did I. For, for her, for her thing with Sasha Banks. I really enjoyed what they did on Monday night with them too. What do you guys think about that stuff? I liked it a lot. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I I loved Sasha's too. And let me let me put something in front of you guys. Okay. Um, I saw something on social media. It wasn't social. It was a video that uh, WWE put out. And Bailey was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of stay out of this one. And I just want to toss food for thought out there. I mean, who's to say that we don't see Bailey and Sasha both as champions as heels? I can see that. Yeah. Because Bailey's slowly getting a little attitude on her that we haven't seen. I don't want to say attitude, a little, uh, little ferociousness to her, a little, a little um, chip on her shoulder, you know, because yeah. you know, because of the lack of respect. I like that. I like this Bailey. Yeah. Um, I want more of it. You know, want more, want more. So, do we? Um, do you guys see something that you know we could almost have like a you know? And I know I hate to say the double term, but I just always put this out there for for people to think about stuff. That's all. Um, I'm not trying to fantasy book anything. It's just fun to talk about this stuff and not pretend we're experts. But, um, right. <laughs> but it, seriously, it's the fun of this. Is just think of what could be. You know what I mean? It's a lot of times that's more fun than the actual payoff. So um, my question is, would you know? Would you guys like to see almost a double turn where maybe we see either Char- or, uh, uh, Sasha get involved in their match, or something happens, and we see Bailey and Sasha kind of pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, so that they're both champions, um, and then Charlotte kind of almost has to team up with Becky again, and they have to like rekindle their little friendship. And even though the Horsewomen are split, there's like a two-on-two thing going on, and there's a lot of ways they could go, but. Um, I don't know. I'd be. I would absolutely be open to it. Like I love that Sasha's back. I love that they gave her the the you know the, the more antagonistic, confident persona versus the 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 pushover in a way that she became. Um, yeah. Right. Talk to me, guys. What you think? I agree with you. I think that that would be awesome. Josh, I I, I like what they're doing with Sasha. She's not like the coily um, this like fan, you know. Right. Um. I know some people are talking about, oh, you're using Natalia's father for cheap heat and this and that. You could look at heat wherever the way you want to look at what heat is. Uh, if if there's silence and what chance going on, then it's a bad thing. But everything Sasha had has done so far since she's came back, she's got booed out of the building for it. So and I'm not sure that they would do that without Natty's permission. And I don't think that they would do that if they didn't think, you know, we don't like hearing this because we, we mourn anyone, anybody that we lose, but as an entertainer, the best way to never die is to constantly remain in storylines. You know, when no one, nobody ever really dies if you don't let the memory of them fade. So I know people don't like that. Oh, you're using this, you're using that. Listen, if I was a wrestler and I was a heel and something happened to me, you know, whatever, Use me. 
keep using me as the chief example. Uh-huh. Use seriously, like you know, when when you think about it, like these are people that spent their lives entertaining people. What greater honor is it to have them entertain posthumously? Right. You know, and I'm not. I'm not. Is is it is it always done tastefully? No. You know, um, is it done? Whatever. And and also speaking of family stuff and whatever, can we please have Dominic's first match against Ray? Yes. Is that what happens? Yes. Probably. Oh, I want it so bad. Yeah. I wanted to be like Eddie was my father, and then just nail him yeah. one nine or a frog splash. It'd be so great. Yeah, Vicky comes out. So great. <laughs> Punk was right all along about you. All of a sudden, Vince would come running. Oh, damn it, kid! <laughs> I do such a thing when I tell you about that. Such good shit. Pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're about to wrap these up in a couple minutes. Um, uh, AJ, your farewell. Farewell. Bye bye. And also, real quick, just for a couple seconds, thing. How do you guys think on Rana's injury? Oh, oh, way to go! I was just thinking about whenever you mentioned about the horsewomen. I was thinking about stuff, and I was thinking about Rhonda. So yeah, go, hey, Josh, take the reins on this one. Go ahead. Nice question, AJ. Good yeah. call. That was a, that. I looked at the picture the other day. That that wasn't a, a pleasant sight to see. It was gross. I thought AB's uh, feet were bad. Holy <laughs> cow! <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you guys haven't seen Hard Knocks this week, just watch the intro of it, and you'll just get a good laugh out of it. Um, really quick though, I I have some feeling where you have. I think it's cool that the horsemen are feuding with each other, mm-hmm. but in a way, if the MMA horsewomen make their debut on the SmackDown show, like that's the big angle because right. they're probably gonna have everybody from all the shows on there, right? If it's something where you have the WWE four horsemen feuding with each other and then they get blindsided by the MMA women and they fight each other at Survivor Series, I think that's pretty cool, actually. I'm not saying that's a guarantee what that's what's going to happen, but sooner or later, Ronda Rousey's coming back to WWE. I yeah. have a feeling about it. Absolutely, and, and and I think we all want her back. You know, whether love or hate or whatever, you she's she's entertaining, she's great, and she's fantastic right. in the ring. So, with that being said, though, her injury is was was grotesque, yeah. and taking it like a trooper. Kept filming. Tip your hat to that woman, man. Looked, she's a she's a hell of a human being. It looked like a kid was trying to put together a puzzle. And when you know what, I think it looks the finger looks better crooked. <laughs> it was now. I don't know what the recovery time on that or is, or if she'd be ready by SummerSlam or Survivor Series rather. And and I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how. She's not going to be around for a year. Nah, I don't, it won't be that bad. But I, and I think there were some pins and stuff like that, pin screws or whatever plates, whatever. You know, I don't know, whatever. Um, we must rebuild her. Um, <laughs> but either way, she's going to be back. She's going to be better than ever. But that injury was so gruesome. Good pickup on that one because that, that was a good topic to bring it up. It looks good. Oh, it hurt just looking at it. It, like, <laughs> made you cringe looking yeah. at it. Disgusting. Just disgusting, man. All right, AJ. Give, give out your, your signature. A bye-bye. 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 And I'm still the best. Okay, I'm still All right, there you go. Exit stage left, kid. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> I always remember skip to the end. You always remember skip to the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last shout-out I wanted to give was to the Street Profits. I know a lot of people were like, when are they going to get in the ring? When are they going to get in a feud? What I liked about their promo this week, and it kind of like – uh, hinted towards that. They're like, we're already the kings in this. They didn't say bitch, but did you notice that? 
Yes. When Matsets was speaking, he's like, uh, why is there a king of the ring for tag teams? We're already the kings here. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's little little tweaks you'll notice with their characters the more they do these plugs and stuff in the background. So, And we'll get there eventually with them being mm-hmm. inserted into the tag division. And, you know, there's a lot going on in the tag vision, division right now. that mm-hmm. um, It's funny, Josh, because remember, everyone was complaining about the Usos. Like, oh, why are they doing these comedy sketches? Oh, you're wasting the Usos. And yeah. What, have the Usos been on TV? Nope. No. So we really shouldn't have been complaining about them doing comedy sketches, huh? Because now they're not on TV. And I love – I'm a big Usos fan. I'm a big, big Usos fan. So it's, you know um, – now I'm not also taking anything away from the Street Profits. They're absolutely hysterical. So, like, I'm not, you know, fam, I ain't taking, I ain't taking anything away from them. But um, – that. By the way, the RKO 3D thing they did on Raw with the Revival. So good. It was really good, too. So good. And Woods is is one of the best sellers <laughs> of, of seizing after every <laughs> every movie takes. I'm like, I think he's having a seizure. <laughs> Did you see the Twitter post of uh, from Blue Chew with with uh, with Xavier Woods? Did you no. see that? No, no, I don't. Yeah, go, go check it out. It's pretty funny, man. What's it on? Uh, it's on Twitter. It's yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. No, <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Um, I got some cheap plugs. Listen, yeah, uh, High Stakes Dupree, RC Dupree down here uh, in Pittsburgh, and he's actually all over all over the area right now. He's winning championships after championships after championships. Uh, make sure you're looking up that dude, uh, RC Dupree, uh, with the uh, uh, I believe it's International Wrestling Cartel or Independent Wrestling Cartel. And I'm sorry that I'm butchering that, Labar. I'm so so sorry, but um, RC is the man. Uh, and on the flip side, Roy Johnson doing big work over there in the UK right now. Um, there's a couple different promotions that he is wrestling for some titles he's wrestling for different like important shows uh follow up with the bit uh with big wavy roy johnson and uh high stakes dupree uh these guys you're going to be seeing them in the next couple years you're going to be seeing them more than what you realize so get on the wagon early and don't don't uh don't forget um stay fresh as i as i give you the orange cassidy thumbs up from behind my camera (laughs) this is uh this brings full circle for those who complain about orange cassidy I saw a pre-show match with El Torito and Hornswoggle, so uh, you guys will be all right. Stop yeah, it's gonna that. be t- <laughs> again. And Orange again. Why can't you just have fun? Like guys like Orange Cassidy, Joey Ryan. Like, when you can find these things that are just Sunny Kiss. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Sunny, you know what Sunny Kiss though, in a way, is I, I don't want to. I don't want to pin that as like this is a different gimmick. You know what I mean? It's something that's obscure. Like, and I get you know, Sunny, but. It's a little different, you know. Um, I and I love Sunny. I, I love Sunny Kiss. That's what I mean. I just think that's more of playing into the per- person persona versus, you know. I don't think. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Orange Cassidy is his. Uh, his heartbeat is so low that you could three count him and he looks like he's dead. You know, like they did on being healing this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen. There's nothing wrong. Again, if you watch a uh, 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 Kaiju Big Battle, you're gonna see a waffle wrestle a box of cereal. So right. let's. let's <laughs> it's, it's all about unique characters these days, and and why hate on it now? Because in five years, we you know same thing. Ten years ago, different times when society is in different eras, that doesn't work. We're in a time now where we want outlandish, we want ridiculous, we want different, we want counterculture, and there's nothing more counterculture than the most aloof wrestler in all of wrestling, yeah. and it's wonderful. <laughs> well, but let's scale back on the emo gimmicks, though. 
<laughs> there's enough emo ness these days, right? <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't think. No, because emo's just a bunch of entitled white dudes whining that their parents won't give them money. Um, that's ultimately what emo ever was. They all had polo yeah. shirts on, and <laughs> I'm gonna cry because teacher was mad at me. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I know some of you listen to emo, but you shouldn't. Um, it's it's not. Even people that were labeled emo was like, "Yo, don't give me that emo label." Like Panic at the Disco, they're like, "Don't." My Chemical Romance don't even like being called emo. So y'all need y'all need Jesus. Which, which My Chemical name? Romance is a good band. Oh, they're fantastic, man. Um, but yet I don't. You know, I don't look at his emo gimmicks. Like I don't look at Jimmy Havoc as being emo. Um, I don't look at you know maybe, but I don't. It, it's funny when MJF calls him <laughs> emo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there might be a lot of goth or the, like there's a lot of like uh, more metal style things, but. Please don't confuse either of those two with emo. That, that's like trying to say uh, that's like trying to say break uh, you know like break dancers are the same as disco. It is not. No, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> as I bury a musical genre that's been buried since two thousand and seven. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like the emo genre needed more dirt thrown on it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, we're, we're going to put a ribbon on the bow for this show this week. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, listening to the show every single week. You guys are good brothers and good sisters, so we appreciate all of you. Uh, shout out for AJ again, uh, doing a wonderful job as always for our segments each week. Uh, brother, thank you for coming on as always. Listen, Josh, thank you. You know, I appreciate you, and, you know, and especially you. You know, it's been a medically it's been a tumulus week for me so i appreciate you being there for me and that's just for me and you to know you know nobody else out there but for all of the rest of you out there um listen i i i've been through and one day outside a story but medically it hasn't been a good couple weeks for me thank you guys for for listening in and the audience that we've been getting recently and um you know this is uh this has been a really really great uh little break in the action from the work and the everything else that's been going on in my life and um listen as i always say there's a million things that you could be doing right now and we really really were very gracious the fact that you spend uh, a little bit of time with us every week for the Cloud Prince, I'm Josh. Thank you guys so much for checking out episode 169 of the Hoots Podcast. Subscribe and download the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll talk. We'll preview All Out and XC UK Takeover card. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Later. Peace. Bump.